Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 138 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Gotta record them all. This is Chris. <laughs> and joining us today, for the first time in a while, is, you know him, you love him, you know why he's here, it's Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. Dan, you're back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back. For an event that we've been talking about for a while, but in a very different view very different uh, way of going after it yeah yeah i think we teased dan going to the olympics like a year ago i think we did i think it was more than a year ago because it was supposed to be in 2020 of us doing this so it was probably 2019 i think it was 2019 probably the last time i was on here so dan i'm really sorry that you can't go it's okay i mean you saw what they're doing they're no longer allowing japanese citizens yeah so actually you're not missing out on anything because even the people that are there can't even go right right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally only going to be, a, you know, Olympians, and that's it. That can actually see things. <laughs> right. Man, that's crazy. I, I mean, I, I think even people in Japan don't want it, it doesn't to seem like they happen. Want it at all. They want to push it. Yeah. But I was talking to people, and apparently, and I'm going on this long thing, so I'll, I'll be quiet. But apparently, the reason why they can't postpone it is because um, they are going to sell the Olympic Village houses afterwards. Oh. And people have already been waiting a year to live in those houses. Oh, that's interesting, actually. Yeah. Because my thought, I mean, I'm not involved in this planning at all, but my idea was they could do it now, but then also do it in 2024 in Japan. So that way Tokyo gets like a real one because they're not going to make any money back on this. No, they're, they're losing so much money. Right. But that's really interesting that they're going to sell it just for a regular living. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I had no idea. That's, that's what I've heard, at least. That's pretty crazy. There's probably all like cool Olympian stuff in the houses though, like chin up bars and treadmills and stuff. <laughs> Do you think like anyone like signs it like uh you know, Simone Biles was here or something that, like that? That would increase the value, I would think. I, I would think so. But then you have the one person who's like, I don't care and they just paint over it and they, and they just keep uh moving <laughs> or on. Or a really bad Olympian signs it and like, Oh, I have <laughs> I have this guy. This guy? <laughs> oh man. The guy from Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> wow our tonga listeners right now they're, they're they're checking out they are checking out um yeah so we're doing the the uh the summer olympics like we said we were hoping to do it last year world had a different plan for us uh we're moving forward now this is going to be really interesting if something happens and they don't have the olympics because we're recording this before the actual olympics if something happens and they don't have the olympics that'll be interesting we'll still air this we will have some egg on our face <laughs> yes yes we will i'm assuming they're going to do it at this point they're, they're not going to cancel it i don't think it seems too late now yeah they gotta they gotta move forward with it at this point but um anyway and uh we're here for that dan also too i want to congratulate you because you haven't been on the show i didn't even look i meant to look and see the last time you. congrats for not being on the show smart move (laughs) dan the last you you've been married since you got on the show i believe wait i haven't been that's been that long i think so it's been 
Dan's been married like forever now. I wasn't married two years. I think it's been that long. I think the last time you were on the show was when we did the Iron Chef Live, would be my guess. Wow. I think it's been a long time. We, I, I'm sure that the listeners are like enthralled by my life. But yes, I was married two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I do do this thing sometimes, uh, pulling back the curtain behind the show, is I'll call Dan to have like a random question. And when he picks up, I just go, and Dan's joining us on the Who Would Win cast. Hey, Dan. And then you're like, uh, I. Is this actually live? I don't know. Right, right. Just, just to kind of mess with you a little yeah. bit. One day it will be. It might. I, I, I never know. I got to be careful. That, that's why you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great to have you back, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to get right into it. So this is uh, our tradition that we started when we first started the podcast. It was five years ago. Chris, you were the one who came up with this idea. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember, we, but I'll take the credit. You you came up with this idea, and we've done a Pokemon Olympics uh, in 2016, Rio de Janeiro. We did one in 2018, winter in uh, Sochi. No, oh, Pyongyang. Pyongyang. Thank you. Yeah, Sochi was 2014. Uh, so now we're doing the Tokyo 2020 slash 2021 Summer uh, Pokemon Olympics, and we have a bunch of uh, different events that we're going to be looking at. Um, all new. You pick some good ones. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So one thing I want to point out is um, the Olympics kind of changed their rules for this Olympics and moving forward. And the host country, uh, they are allowed to add new sports that they feel are either popular in their area or are just kind of popular in the world uh, in general. Um, so we have uh, this is going to be a two part episode. And today's episode, we're going to talk about three of the new sports. And the next episode, we'll talk about another three also. Um, do any of you guys want to share the three sports that we're going to be talking today? I was going to say first, um, Tokyo should have added StarCraft then as, as an event. Isn't that super popular in Japan? Or, or more like a South Korea? I was thinking Korea, yeah. All right. Well, when South Korea hosts it again. <laughs> I can't wait for all the video games. Um, oh, uh, no, I, I'm going to let Dan talk about the events because I did like no research at all. So I'm going to learn about them from you guys right now. So what are the three that we're going over today, Dan? So, um, again... There will be two parts, six six events in total. Um, first part, there are three on three basketball, yeah, uh, Madison cycling, and sports climbing, and sports climbing. Wait, sports climbing? Oh, oh no, karate. no, karate. I'm okay. sorry, I got mine out. <laughs> guys, got a peek on the hood for the part two, um, karate. And um, so I can talk a little about three on three basketball and Madison cycling, and sure. then Steve, I'd like to have you pick karate if that's okay sure i'll talk a little bit about karate so yeah yeah go ahead with basketball so basketball three on three basketball um i originally thought this was going to be like you know kevin durant and people that are on your usa basketball team yeah um this is totally um unaffiliated to N nba players uh, which is pretty cool so america's um, not going to win the gold then it's the, they might i don't know they might but when, when america has the those guys it's not the like the dream team in 92 um but yeah so it's actually a half court game um, basically how you would play like a pickup game with people. The, however, it's interesting. There is no checks. So basically it is a constant sprint. You are, uh, if you score, it's basically take it out to the three point line and kind of go from there. Um, it is two points for three and, uh, one point for a two. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, it <laughs> makes sense in my mind. Yeah. Two. So yeah. if you go behind the three point arc, it's a two pointer. And if you go inside, inside the arc, it is one point. Are foul shots worth zero? I don't know if they are having <laughs> foul shots, but um, that's a good point. <laughs> and then uh, it's a 12-second shot clock. And, uh, wow, that's fast. It is, it's, it's a full-on sprint. Oh, my gosh. You're yeah. not kidding. 
And then, uh, so that is three point three on three basketball. I'm actually really excited to watch that. Um, and then Madison cycling. So, uh, this one, I had, had no idea what it was prior to this. Um, and we were all kind of talking about which sports to take and it was between this and one other cycling event. And I was like, I have never heard this one. So let's try it. Right. And so it actually started in Madison square garden, which is how it got its name. And, uh, and not how the Olympics do it, but typically when they do uh, Madison cycling event, it's actually spread across six days. So it's basically an all day uh, for six days. You're cycling with one or two other teammates. So it's just straight. Like no uh, breaks, sick days, sick days, just straight. Just um, and you basically would have your other two teammates kind of prepping. Uh, Olympics are doing it a little different because I don't think they can actually uh, allow that to happen. Right. But basically, it's going to be a two rider team, and uh, you'd ha- basically be riding for a total of fifty kilometers for men or thirty kilometers for for women. Uh, and you're doing ten laps per person, and then you switch off. They switch off by like basically tapping or pushing the other person on. And, uh, you know, they basically will keep, keep cycling for the next 10 laps. There's a lot of really complex points rules, which I won't get into, but it's all about, like, lapping people or uh, how many times you, you lead a lap. You get certain points. Um, so. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I was – because we, we were torn between there – there's another biking one that they introduced for this Olympics, and it's freestyle BMX biking. And we were torn between that or Madison – cycling and madison cycling um just seems so different like bmx biking you've seen it you've seen probably maybe in your local area kids doing it but have you ever seen two guys going for an extended amount of time just on an indoor track just biking yeah no this one's crazy it's it's very fascinating and um i i've done probably more research about this one than i probably should but um (laughs) it's it's very it's very fascinating it's 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 a really cool sport that's awesome. Well, I'm I'm really excited to see that. Hopefully, they air that because the Olympics are weird. They'll they'll always air the sports that are very popular: your swimming, your diving, gymnastics. Um, but then there's those other ones that are also kind of obscure that they'll also air. The Just, curling of the world. Yeah, the curling of the world. Exactly. But then there's the like ones like this that I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't air them on like the local. You know. Agreed. But I will say, at least how they've done it in the past, is you could find almost anything streaming online. That's true. Which I prefer because I like to watch it live. I don't because like you're gonna get spoiled for things in the news during the day when right. they decide to replay all the big stuff at prime time. Right. So I, I like to go for the streams anyway. It's a good idea. Yeah, I agree with that. Apparently, Peacock is having a lot of the things, and it's like if you have Comcast or Xfinity, basically you can watch all of them on on Peacock. Oh, that's perfect. That's the only time in my life I'm gonna say I'm glad that I have Peacock. <laughs> because I'll be, able to watch the, I'll be able to watch that kind of stuff. Uh, all right, so we had um, three on three basketball, Madison cycling, and then the last one we're also going to be doing is karate at the uh, at the Summer Olympics. Now, there's two types of karate that they're going to be doing. They're going to be uh, kata, which is kind of like uh, performing like a form, like an art form of karate, and they're also going to be doing uh, which is called kumite, which is kind of like uh, like a man against man uh, fighting. Uh, style of of karate, kind of like a like a point system, uh, in that form. So that's going to be uh, also, also in a really good uh, Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Which one? I think it's called Bloodsport, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have a underground uh, fighting tournament. And uh, there's like two similar movies. Sorry, I need to just get on my Jean Claude Van Damme soapbox for just a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's in some two similar movies where he's in like an underground fighting tournament. One's to like avenge his brother, and the other's like to avenge a friend. So I forget that which is which. And uh, there's one part 
where they everyone just starts chanting kumite and they go kumite kumite <laughs> so if you ever hear that during um how did this get made that's why they chant it because they did that oh, movie oh really yeah so now you know the oh, reference oh cool that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, yeah, so uh, Kumite. Uh, now, I, I think, I'm assuming the reason, Dan, you told me to do the karate one is because I've studied karate for most of my my life. Yeah, I, I don't think I can get through the actual like, intricacies of karate. Without, uh... I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I can get through all the in- different intricacies also. I've done different types of martial arts. I've done some like Japanese Shotokan, some Korean Taekwondo, some Hapkido forms. I've never done like Judo or... Um, Which is throwing. Judo's throwing or like kung fu. I've never done any kung fu. Is it like Muay Thai, Muay Thai or something? Like Muay Thai. There's um the Brazilian one. I forget what that's. Krog Maga. I think that's no, Brazil. That, that's, that's Israeli. Oh, yeah. that's Israeli. Correct. I'm yeah. Just, I just think of the uh, Bob's Burger episode when they're doing the Brazilian. Yeah. Uh, oh, Capoeira. No. Yeah, yeah, something like that. What, what does the guy say? Cap- like Cap- I forget. It's something like that. I'm, I'm gonna research it now because it's gonna bother me. <laughs> um. He keeps chanting it around. He's, he's Every time he said, and he's got the really long hair too, right? And he's like flipping it around while he's going. Um, so, so that'll be karate at the 2020 Olympics. Um, I don't, I feel like, I don't think karate's been in the Olympics for a while. Um, it's one of the, yeah, it's one of the new sports that was added uh, in 2020. Uh, and big reason is that area is where karate and all those, you know, different martial arts of that style were, were founded. So I think it makes sense to, to have them in there it's part of their culture and their heritage so i'd be excited to see that that'd be definitely uh cool they have had i believe martial arts in the olympics before but there's all like different styles of it so they've had boxing for a while they've had boxing yeah they've had different things like that so so those are the three that we're going to be talking about today so we have our three-on-three basketball we have our madison cycling and then we have our karate so let's start off with our three-on-three basketball uh, anyone interested in, in diving in first? I'll start because okay. um, I made my picks last and you guys didn't get to see them until like five minutes ago. That's fine. So, so then you can uh, have some time to think about uh, as I tell oh, you about gonna... this awesome Pokemon I found. So have you guys ever heard of the Pokemon Zoroark? Never. Zoroark. Never. Zoroark. Oh, I don't know if I'm pre- saying it right. We should also probably preference too, uh, preface excuse me, that uh, the Pokemon that we chose are from generations three, four, and five. Yep. Because all of our other ones, we did like one, two, two, three. So that's what we're looking at right now. Three, four, and five. Yeah. So this is a uh, Gen 5 Pokemon. Yes. He's a dark type. He looks kind of like a wolf, but like standing up with long red hair and a ponytail. Or they call him a fox. Uh, I'll tell you a little more. I'll, I'll do a little more description. So really, you can picture this guy. But then I'll tell you why it doesn't matter that you know what he looks like. He's, uh, he's like a gray-brown fox Pokemon. Uh, red and black accents. Pointed, sta- pointed snout, uh, red eyes, uh, a large red mane, kind of looks like a ponytail. He's a little spiky looking. He's kind of like scared, like a little bit like, a, you know, um, I don't want to say quite demonic, but like, like yeah, uh, like a little scary. Yeah, I would yeah. say that with the, with the, with like kind of like the blood red yeah. color to him. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's the cool thing about him. He can create illusions that are indistinguishable from reality. Uh, diluting people, many people simultaneously. Oh, all right. So some things he's done, he's been in the Pokemon uh, animated show and anime. And um, so he can create illusory landscapes in the forest to hide its territory and protect its den. It's very like uh, uh, like community-based. Like it, they live in small groups and they protect each other. Okay. Um, they can't 
physically change their form. It's just an illusion, but they're very realistic illusions that can fool like even cameras and to the point of like where you think you're being physically affected by its illusions. They're so realistic. Um, although it doesn't have a direct physical effect. Uh, and if it turns in, if it is, if it is, um, looking like a human, it can talk for some reason. If it's looking at a human, so if it, if it, if it illusion, if gotcha. it changes its own form okay. to look like an illusion of a human, okay. it can talk. So could it, I guess, uh, create its own version of like a referee and then it can do all kinds it, of shenanigans. Oh man. Is it going to change sizes or is it just the same size and it just kind of can change its form inside its size? It's the second thing. It's form inside its size. So it can't change anything physically. Everything it does is an illusion. But it could still do, like, really annoying things, like, come in and, and like, copy your, your exact team so it looks like you and you don't know who's on your team. Right. It could look like a ref and do something <laughs> to trick your other team. Oh, my gosh. It could look like um, a larger Pokemon to maybe throw off your, like, your strategy. If you're like, oh, this guy, uh, he's he's a big guy. He might try to dunk or whatever right but actually it's just like this fox pokemon um it does have like two arms and two legs and it's bipedal so i assume it can do like basketball type moves like hold a basketball shoot a basketball pretty because it physically will have to play basketball like it won't gain any abilities with its illusions right but its illusions will be used for shenanigans (sighs) and trickery now something i should also bring up is that we're using the since it's three on three it would be three zero arcs yeah versus three of the other pokemon that dan and i chose yeah. oh man that's one, that's one other one. little little thing its signature move is called night days okay and that lowers the opponent's accuracy a lot so could be useful that would, that would in definitely... basketball hurt you hurt the other team unless they're doing free throws and they're worth zero points so <laughs> that might be okay wow oh boy cool uh, pokemon right yeah that's a super cool pokemon yeah. It was very popular when it came out. It was one of the first, like, um, released of Gen 5. Like, it came out... It was, like, kind of teased before the game. And it, right. Like, gained a lot of popularity. Yeah, he does. He definitely seems very swifty like a fox. You know, just, just getting through, doing whatever it has to do in order to uh, in order to win. Now, you just got to be careful of those claws. Because he could pop the basketball. Pop, don't want to pop it. Yeah. Right, exactly. That comes right at him. He doesn't spread the claws apart. I don't know. So, it called his hair a mane. And mm-hmm. I don't know how, like... If he has issues with it getting in his face, <laughs> it's pretty long. It's like know, as long as his body. He's got like his ponytail in the back, so he probably does yeah, a good job of tying it back up. Yeah, tying it back up exactly. Put a headband on or something. Oh boy! All right, all right. So that's Zoroark. Okay. All right, Dan. Do you want to do you want to go with yours? Yeah, I'll do my best. Right. So uh, I chose Golark. It is a nine foot tall, two inch, uh, nine foot two inch tall, seven hundred and sixty-seven, seven hundred and twenty-seven pound uh, night light fi- night light fixed uh pokemon okay uh basically he's just like a heavy armored body looking like a knight yeah he looks like a knight that you would see like like a in like a castle hall or something like Mm -hmm, that but -hmm. but he's like huge he's huge right um he basically is like a, a tank walking at you um and again nine feet tall uh basically will be able to do anything around the around the hoop um and uh, I'm not sure if I should get into any more detail about what I think is going to his I strategy should be. Yeah, sure. So basically, what I'm planning on doing with this guy is um, basically stationing them around the the, the hoops. Okay. So one in the hoop, one around midcourt, one around around the three point line, and then uh, you know basically passing it into the guy in the center and just dunking it every time. Um, if I need to, then the other 
other players would be able to kind of defend um, with the hope that they can kind of get their arm, the long arm to block anything um, if there is ever a shot and uh, just kind of being able to hope that, you know, passing it into the middle, be able to get my, my points up. Are they quick? Because I could see them getting called for offsides a lot. Well, it's on it's played on half court, right? So they don't have to even move. Oh, you're right. I didn't too. think of there's, that. There's yeah. no cherry picking. It's just this. a half court. Oh my god, you're right. I was far away from the mic. I'll just in case it was hard to hear. I was saying it, this the three on three basketball is played on half court, so they yeah. don't have to run down the court. Oh man, so I was thinking the same thing. They're like, this guy's right. not going to make it. No, not at all. That is a really good point. So do you? But so so you said half court stationed underneath the net. Yep. So the one round, th- I was thinking one round three point line. Okay. Um, basically, you know, trying to. I guess one on the left, one on the right, on the wings, and then guy underneath the net, and then whenever they get the ball, just passing guy underneath the net, and then. So what if they pass the ball to to an area where one of those three may not be, and the, the opponents are just trying to shoot for threes? Would they be able to to move quickly to get on that area? Well, or... with a nine foot wide wingspan, you basically can <laughs> can can do a lot with yeah. uh, blocking a lot of uh, a lot of the lane. I wish I knew the size of a, a basketball court. Uh, the width of it because if you have three guys at nine foot that's 18 foot it's uh no, no it's 27 feet across is probably around 25 27 oh my feet. gosh so yeah they just put their arms out and, and they're just completely blocking it yeah oh boy all right and then he's got this cool like scar looking thing across his chest i saw he had like um like an energy blast that comes out yeah he basically um he sometimes he can uh he has a seal on his chest that keeps his internal energy from leaking out. Um, that's important. That's important. He can actually lose control that way, and sometimes, like, you know, break. I kind of basically break up from that. Like, oh boy! Basically, this, this energy kind of just spews. And well, if it gets any, if it, if it gets physical at all, and one of the other Pokemon bump up against him or something, then would that knock him out? Then would he would he be like fall apart? Is that holding him together? Well, I I don't want to say anything right now, but based on your guys's ones that you chose i don't think your size should should, <laughs> should not worry about knocking into him <laughs> that is true yeah yeah there's no way the only reason we're hitting you is if we're purposely trying to yeah um all right all right anything else you want to add with go lurk uh that'll be it for now okay all right what's his type steve he is uh ground and ghost ground and ghost mm-hmm. spooky yeah, ground and ghost. Did you just have a picture up? He was in uh, Detective Pikachu. He was in Detective Pikachu. I don't yeah, remember I, that. I, I don't remember that either. Must, it was one. They on one showed of the a lot of Pokemon, Pokemon just like quick. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Uh, the, yeah, the amount of Easter eggs that are in that movie, I'm sure. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, I don't want to be going I up mean, against that huge. The basketball uh, court. Yeah, that is pretty large. And uh, we'll have we'll have pictures of all of these uh, Pokemon in the show notes and us also on our uh, social media in case anybody are trying to get a better idea of what these Pokemon look like. Uh, All right, so I'll take on my choice for the 3 3 basketball. I'm going with uh, Infernape, which comes from Generation 4. He is the final evolution form uh, coming from Chimchar, which was one of the uh, starter Pokemon. And I went a different route choosing this Pokemon for 3 3 basketball. Uh, Dan, you went for, like, size and intimidation. Chris, you went for pretty pretty good functionality uh, in terms of their power. And when I was looking through the Pokemon, I don't know, but the the position that Infernape is in right now, I feel like you could just put a basketball there, and it looks like it's so natural to him. 
Like yeah, he just looks like he could just dribble it in between his legs. He's kind of in an athletic stance. I mean, he is a, a monkey looking Pokemon, so like they're going to have like the dexterity and the agility. Exactly. Yeah, he's bipedal. He has uh, you know thumbs, opposable thumbs. He got his fingers, like you said, Chris. Um, so that's kind of what I'm going with there with his uh, agility, his speed. I think uh, with all those right there, I think he would do uh, a great job going against like for example a giant stone um, Golurk. I think he would have no problem just just like going between his legs like he would just sneak right underneath and and then go up do a layup and get around i don't know the problem is i don't know how fast golurk moves i don't know if you yeah. know like if he see like i don't know can he get a, if i get around him we'll be able to turn quickly or is he kind of like a giant stone statue like he looks and he's you know to turn around yeah i don't think he's like a stone statue okay um but i don't think he's fast um, and also, just to clarify a point that I made earlier, it was it's fifty feet across, um, not twenty something feet across. Okay, um, so they're 50. taking up about half. Yes, they'd be taking up about half the field. Um, going back, I never really described Infernape, but he basically looks like a monkey with a flaming head of hair, and I would, I would say that's pretty much uh, all, all you can do there. He kind of looks like he has armor yeah. on his on his wrists and his knees. About four foot tall, uh, in a way. Yeah, yeah, about that. Um, so he's, he's, uh, using the show, he's known for, uh, his martial arts skills being very, uh, nimble, limber, which I think would go, uh, over well into, um, basketball, being able just to move around the court. Uh, also, like you said, with speed, I think he would be able to have the stamina to keep going. Cause it's like you said, it's, it's fast pissed, p- p- pitched, excuse me. I don't think he would tire out or he would, um, you know, have to take a breather or anything like that. I think he'd have no problem um, just going through and and going for. It. He could he could jump, he could jump high, do a couple uh, you know slam dunks or whatnot, a couple layups. Now, like Golurk, I mean, he can just walk up to the net and just plop it in. Right, that's my that's my hope. But with with Infernape, um, I definitely agree with you there. I think he would be able to quickly be able to run around everything. Uh, that was one concern that I had where. He'd basically be so nimble that he'd be able to kind of get through us, um, through our legs and around us. Right. Um, that's what I'm hoping that basically the long arms of Golark will be able to kind of block. Push him off. Um, I'm hoping that it's kind of like a, a little kid playing against like a, an adult and they kind of just like run around in circles. And then by the time they actually get the shoot, the uh, adult comes in and just kind of swats it away. Right. Um, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I think so. I think, I think that could totally do it. Chris, I don't know what you're thinking. No, it is interesting how we all have kind of a different strategy, like agility versus power versus like tricks. So I don't know how smart your Pokemon are if they'd fall for a bunch of illusions the whole the whole game. Yeah, I'm curious. I I, I think I think Infernape, I think he would. Uh, maybe not the whole game. I think after a while they would eventually catch on to it. But then at that point they'd have to set up some kind of like, all right, who shirts and skins? Like we got to figure out who's on my team. But then you would just mimic whatever they decide to pick anyway. Yeah, like they they could they could make you think the net's in a different spot, right? They just crazy crazy stuff from Zora from that, an illusionary Pokemon. That's a tough one. I I think I think uh, I think it's gonna be tough. I'm curious to see what people think with this one. And they may just say, well, the Olympics would would ban would ban the use of illusions. So. <laughs> well, that's the thing we've kind of established is when it comes to the Pokemon Olympics, like you're kind of allowed to use like whatever. Power it's more you, fun that way to it, talk. It about is more fun that way. Like like Infernape, he could light the ball on fire. Um, but, That'd be cool. But how long would it stay on fire for? I, I don't know. Would and it, what's the point of that? And what, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, that's true. Like it wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt. I have go- no ball. 
I mean, there's like a flaming ball, like playing with like a flaming ball. But like Golurk, like he wouldn't care. He would be fine. He's made he'd of rock. Be, he'd be fine. He's made of rock. He's acting now. Zoroark. It would actually affect him. He's, yeah, he's, he he would know. be kind of probably wouldn't want to touch a flaming basketball. Yeah, not okay. at all. But yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. It's <laughs> a good it's a good game. I would, I would watch. I would watch that. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to watch the three on three. I think that's going to be super cool. To, to have that yeah it sounds unique enough to be interesting I, I want to check it out like i said the one time i'm glad i have peacock be able to watch <laughs> three on three basketball all right anything else you want to guys want to add for the three on three basketball before we head on to the next event no no i'm good all right cool all right so moving on to our second event we are looking at madison cycling which dan uh, did such a great job of giving us a little background for now for this one we each chose two pokemon that would serve uh, for this event in which at one point of the event they would have to pass on the mantle and someone else would take over and then continue um, the cycling. So, Dan, you said um, it was. It seems like in the Olympics it's not going to be like a six-day type of thing. It's going to be more like an amount of laps. Yeah, so the way that it would work, and I'll just kind of re- repeat it just so everyone's aware. Um, it basically is, I'm just going to bring my notes again so I make sure I'm saying things correctly, is 10 laps per person. Um, and then in total, you'd be going about 50 kilometers. So 33, you know, 30 miles, something. Right. And then um, it's two riders per team. And then you basically, once you do your 10 laps, the other teammates kind of waiting in the wings. Um, and then you kind of get the push to the next player to get them them going you have you have to touch that person for it to kind of kick off the the next person to kick off so kind of like it kind of seems like the trade-off is kind of like a relay race in a way exactly yeah you're not physically passing something along but it's just it's a nice push right yeah Yeah. you're you're moving along now okay all right great all right so like i said we're each picking two pokemon uh for this instance we'll have to talk about why they would be good together why would they work out well why would they be a good pokemon to choose i guess riding a bicycle or using something along those lines uh and and that's what we're going with um so chris or dan i don't know if you want to start or i'll, I'll take it doesn't matter uh, i'll go first okay. and then um <clears throat> all right so i chose um lucario and i also chose um i'm going to butcher the name mian Xiao. Uh, so I'll go with Lucario first, just since that's the more popular one. Um, basically, Lucario is looks like a fox. It also kind of looks very like Egyptian esque, kind of mm-hmm, uh, yeah. almost like the Sphinx. Um, it's about four feet tall. It's bipedal. Uh, it is a fighting and steel type Pokemon. Um, I forget what generation it is. Four. Um, it's generation four. Yep. And. Um, it basically, uh, just in case you guys were wondering, uh, it controls waves known as auras and basically uses them to pulverize large rocks. Um, not really important for this, but just kind of a little interesting little bi- uh, story. Um, and one of the reasons why I chose him is that he has giant thighs. Um, having you know been around bikes most of my life, uh, most of your power is coming from from your your your, your legs. So he has a lot of a uh, lot of power there um having watched a few episodes uh, of pokemon with him in there uh they always talk about his speed um when looking at uh pokemon.com <laughs> it, his speed is pretty high um and that's basically from his his, his power and his legs so I'm, I'm basically hoping that he will be able to kind of use that um that power and kind of you know really push 
and uh, get a lot of a lot of you know strength in that. His legs are really interesting looking. Like, like giant thighs. I was literally about to ask you for some clarification. So, <laughs> are, are, is that blue part around his waist? Is that his leg, or does he have like pants on? Pokemon wear clothes. S- some do. I I, w- I would say those are his legs. Look how like the they, weird like they do look super weird. They, they look like shorts. They they do look like they're definitely not bike shorts because they're not tight enough to be bike shorts. Yeah, they're loose fitting. <laughs> they're very loose fitting bike shorts. I I would definitely say that those are his his legs. Yeah, okay, his so his thighs look super. His wide. thighs are thick. <laughs> his ca- then his calves are immediately skinny. Yeah, exactly. They just go to that. No, yeah, it's definitely. I I I, I think. Without a doubt, those are not pants because it also goes into his tail. Unless he's wearing a uh, pants around his tail, which, uh, yeah, which could point. be possible. It's kind of funny you made that comment about legs because I also, when I was looking for a Pokemon, I searched big legs Pokemon <laughs> to help me pick. One. I, I did. I looked up like strong legs Pokemon. Then I got into like kicking and stuff like that. But like, yeah. here's, we found a picture up here. And like I said, we'll have pictures in our show notes up on our social media pages. But it's pretty clear that those are not pants, and they just go into uh, into yeah. their legs. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that was the first one. And then the other one was Mian Shao. Um, Mian Shao is probably my more uh, dark horse one. Yes, yeah, um, it's interesting. So I, uh, I, I think important to talk about when you talk about Mian Shao, you talk about Mian Fo, who is their pre evolution. Okay. Um, so Mian, Mian Fo is. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll talk about Mian Shao first, and I'll talk about Mian Shao. So you guys can kind of understand who Mian Shao is first. Um, but Mian Shao is basically, uh, I don't like a, a mink, I, maybe, or a ferret looking like. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's about four feet tall, um, Gen 5. It's a fighting type. Um, and they're basically, it's basically a ferret. Um, there is something interesting, though. They have like a, a large, like, fur coming off its arms beyond its 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 paws yeah um kind of like sleeves they, they basically like sleeves but you know what's interesting is that they will um to lighten itself it will bite off the fur in its arms when when fighting someone so um it kind of kind of turns into like just regular paws then huh um and it is uh larger than its pre-evolution mian fo Mian Fo uh, is about three feet tall, um, and Mian Fo, in, in, just so you guys understand, is is again more like ferret as well, uh, fighting. But it's it's well, when a well trained Mian Fo uh, can chop its arms more than a hundred times in one minute. Wait, so, say that one more time. In one minute, Mian Fo can yeah. chop its arms more than one hundred times. Okay, just do like a chopping motion. Or... Yes. Okay. So I'm hoping that a well cha- well trained Mian Shao can do the same thing but also for its legs um and it would be you know they're able to um they're stronger they're faster they're, they're more evolved and be able to use that fast motion to propel them quickly in these laps okay so me so the pre-evolution mian shao has really strong arms mian fo or excuse me mian fo Pre-evolution. Okay, the can, pre-evolution. Can move their arms really quickly. Okay, so you're hoping that, or you're saying that because of it evolving into Mian Shao, Mian Shao will have those same abilities, s- same strength, but with its legs. Well, same abilities, and then you can train. It says a well-trained Mian Shao uh, Fo can do that. Well, I imagine a well-trained Mian Shao can also do the same thing. Okay, for the for both parts of their both arms and legs. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. 
I think it's possible. I mean, it sounds reasonable to yeah, me. I, I wouldn't uh, argue against that at all. Do you have any fear that, I mean, how fast does the arm hair grow back? <laughs> that I don't know. Because that could get, any, if, you're, uh, if you're going for like that. 10 laps, I mean, 30 miles, if, you, if that grows back pretty quick, I mean, that might be getting in your handlebars or in your in your, in your bike spokes there. And you're going to have to worry about like shaving them while you're riding. I don't know. And both picks will have to worry about their tails as well. Got to be careful with their tails. Mm. Got to tuck them in somewhere or keep them up high. Or maybe you're just going fast enough that your tail is just... That's true. Wind. Just flying by, going you. down exactly. I, I drag though, so I'll probably have to tuck it in somewhere. <laughs> How do you think the two of them would work together? Because that seems like it's kind of important with this kind of sport. Yeah, that was actually something that I was worried about, um, and I wasn't sure if there would be any issues with like, hang, like handing from one bike to the next. Uh huh. But because you kind of get pushed, um, I wasn't thinking that. But they are on the same height, um, just you know, a couple inches away from each other okay so i thought that you know there'd be similar training strategies of like okay what works for you works for you um and uh yeah that's kind of what i was thinking and they're both both fighting so i think they are you know on the kindred spirits oh absolutely that competitive side too i think you guys mentioned this already but so there's not actually like a baton handoff you just what do you do it's like a a push so they typically push uh, they like either like will like slingshot you with the arm or they'll push off like with your thigh. Oh, interesting. I gotta say I didn't consider that at all in my pick, so I'll see how it goes. <laughs> do it. I'll do it live. <laughs> Let's go into it then, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. All right. Um, That's not funny, Steve. Um, <laughs> so I, I have two picks. One one fairly traditional. Uh, his name's Metacham. He's a Gen five, uh, Gen three fighting psychic. Uh, he's my he's my my thick thigh boy. Uh, if you look at him, he's he's, he's basically all legs. So I'm I'm hoping they're they're muscular. Uh, I'm not positive on that because he is a psychic type. But um, he's into like meditation and yoga. I don't know if that that would affect your legs at all. I don't know. It seems like he might be the kind of guy who would do bike cycling too. But um, I'm relying on his legs being strong. And one other interesting trait about him that I guess is affected or uh, related to like his yoga type um routines um it only eats once per month oh so I, I thought that'd be useful in a six or a multi-day or well, you know yeah. a, an endurance bike race right so exactly he won't need as much food as a competitor which might help him uh stay out there longer um and then my kind of um can um, i stop you right there you yeah, before you move uh, on your next yeah, one yeah, sure sure all right so one thing i do want to say i thought about using this pokemon and there's one thing i read and i think this might put a, a hole in your in your plan so it says his uh, its legs appear to be covered with puffy red pants that have a large yellow spot on the knees. They are pants. They are pants. We we just solved the mystery of if Pokemon wear pants. But I mean, maybe <laughs> uh, his pants. Maybe his legs are big, and that's why he has big pants. Uh, it's possible that he m- maybe. I think it's possible. And I also was like actually had this one down for several hours and then changed it. Um, but one of the reasons why I changed from Lucar uh, from this to Lucario. Uh, was Lucario's speed is uh, more than this? So I was I was kind of going off of the speed metrics to kind of determine that. You could use, yeah, you could definitely use the speed metrics too. Yeah, I guess, I guess the question. I mean, uh, look at his arms. If his arms are anything like his legs, they're pretty they're pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, Lucario had pretty skinny arms and is apparently strong legs. That's true. I mean, well, he's got those thick thighs, as, as, as Chris would say. So that's not a thing I say. I said it one time, just so you know. <laughs> so I guess that that's definitely open to interpretation, as depending on how big his uh, his legs are underneath those quote unquote puffy red pants. 
that so i just wanted i just wanted to bring that up because that was one thing i remember i didn't see that thanks remember, for letting me know i remember seeing that in my research that's I the thought. downside of picking all your pokemon 10 minutes before we started <laughs> which leads me to my second cyclist uh his name is whirlypede uh he's a gen 5 kind of resembles like a, a like a roly-poly bug if you've seen them like they curl up into a yeah. ball yeah 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 and uh I, I got I, I asked for some rule clarification on um you know how the accommodations do, do I need to ride a real a bike if my Pokemon is bike like can I just be a bike myself because he basically resembles resembles a wheel or a tire uh, so I got an okay from you to let him be his own bike so he just rolls so what he does he just rolls all around and I'm assuming that's he's pretty good at it because that's what he does all the time. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's in his name. Whirly is <laughs> yeah. in his is in his title. He's a he's a bug poison type, so uh, um, he can. I I don't think I'm gonna do this, but if if anyone messes with him, he can he can poke them with his spikes <laughs> and poison them. <laughs> so you gotta give him some some uh, birth, give him some distance. And yeah. um, Dan just gave me a, an assist and said uh, his top speed is is uh, over sixty miles an hour. Ooh, so that is that's pretty good for a bike, right? That is fantastic for a little whirly whirly peel uh thing there yeah i don't know i don't know his endurance if that's like something he can maintain for a while i, I was kind of hoping uh metachim can uh compliment him nicely because yeah, uh, so i mean i don't know the exact rules of the madison cycling we kind of have an idea of how far they have to go but could they just trade on and off or do you have now you every have 10 laps. so every 10 laps you have to do that okay. oh i didn't i thought maybe it was like however many you want to go right got it in that in that, that in that time yeah so that's how and then this is where it gets confusing so uh olympics is every 10 laps and the normal non-olympic one where you go across six days mm-hmm. that is where you basically do like all right you know metachamp you got this all right i'm gonna sleep for the next 10 hours <laughs> you <laughs> and keep going you keep going now, one thing I will say with Whirlypede, though, is since he's going 60 miles an hour, he might have such a lead that when Metachamp comes on at that point, like, Metachamp could just, not saying take his time, but, like, he'll have such a comfort uh, lead that they'll be okay when going up against another Pokemon. Perhaps. I'm not sure. Now, the trade-off, Chris, you were talking about before we got to yours, you said that was going to be interesting when you're trading off between the two the two. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Metacham can like touch him because he's poisonous. Like, um, it has a hard shell. I don't know. I guess you just be careful. He, the, so Metacham is psychic. Maybe he could just psych- psychically push him. <laughs> Possibly, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought when Chris first said this, he's like, "Do they have to be on the bike?" I was like, "I have to be on the bike." I think they would. And then he's like, "Well, what if my Pokemon is a bike?" And I was like, "Ooh, that's really interesting." Because uh, Chris and I have been talking a lot about Gen 5 recently, about how Gen 5, they got really lazy, and they just started picking <laughs> I think random it was things. before that, but yeah. That's true, too. Because um, we were watching some of the summer GDQ, and they're, what were they doing, black the, and white? It was black and white that we were watching, yeah. It's just some of the Pokemon, like trash bag Pokemon. Steve hates the trash guy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Like Trubbish yeah, or something? Um, Trubbish, and he yeah. evolves into like Garbodor or something? Yeah, and like there's a lantern and keys. Oh, that was and... like a Gen 6 or 7. There's just a key ring. Right. Yeah. Or or the vanilla. Remember the vanilla cone The guy? ice cream. <laughs> the vanilla, vanilla light cream, or something? Yeah. God, yeah. So one, at first... One of my favorites... And in, in Gen Five, when we talk about skateboarding, and it's basically a hoodlum, and it's it's a, amazing. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. Was that your pick? It's your... It's, it's, um, it's Scraggy's evolution. Okay. Um, but again, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. But it's it's 
basically it's a, a hoodlum and it carries around his pants yeah okay yes yeah i thought that was like perfect for like a he looked yeah, like a skateboarder like, yeah. a, like a stereotypical skateboarder yeah so when chris was like what if my pokemon is a bike i was like wait a minute is there a bike <laughs> pokemon in gen 5 i looked i, just, I tried I, it wouldn't surprise me at all but no i think yeah whirly i mean his speed going 60 miles an hour Ugh, that's gonna so be tough to beat it's on a, you, you said it's on a track right so he probably yes. can't maintain that speed through turns and stuff that's true like that. but yeah still it at least shows he's he's good he gets at, to the straight rolling possible yeah, it's good yeah. at rolling absolutely uh yeah i think the, i think the hardest thing would just be to figure out how you're doing your trade-offs but if you're doing your psychic abilities you know you could you could do that that's totally fine I sure yeah. <laughs> i mean it's pokemon olympics they're gonna have to you know figure it out in some way uh all right so uh the two that i'm going with uh for my madison cycling and i chose these two specifically because they are uh evolution de-evolution however you want to say it different stages of the same pokemon and i'm picking um combuskin and blaziken both uh coming from the starter of torchic uh from generation three and uh combuskin is a chicken pokemon uh, he's got really big uh, thighs uh, as well. That's basically the real reason I was going with him because I thought he'd have that, that strength in the legs also. Uh, he has two legs, which is great. He has two arms, which is fantastic also. He has uh, fingers or claws, you could say, it, that allows him to grab onto the bicycle. And I think that's pretty important things that you need in order to ride a bike, I would say. Can I tell you... Uh... Are you, do you mind if I interject with no, a, go right with ahead. a question for you? Sure. Uh, I noticed his height is pretty small. He is two foot eleven. That's a that's a pretty small bicycle, Steve. You can have a bicycle sized up for him. Wait, what do you mean sized up for him? So you he have be able to reach the pedals. You put the seat down. You have the pedal. It's probably a specially made bike. All the Olympics guys, they have like their own special equipment. So isn't speed like a determination of like momentum? Momentum is a determination of like how big your wheel is. That's what I was gonna say. He's gonna have like gear issues because he's his his range of motion on his legs is pretty small okay so to work that up to a big wheel is going to be it's going to be hard it's extra work i see what you're saying so yeah I, I don't know do they i guess they used geared bikes in this race though i think so well all yeah, right like a road bike, yeah like a road bike yeah yeah i mean I, I like i said i would hope that since he is uh an olympic athlete that they would have the best uh <laughs> so the, the best of the best equipment that that would allow him to to go through what he's trying to do i, I have a quick aside if you don't mind go right um ahead. Chris, how how tall is your youngest? <laughs> two and a half feet. <laughs> so imagine a two and a half foot. Yeah. Like, you know, one of Chris's y- youngest uh-huh. uh, being about the same size of this this, and then imagine him, um, trying to ride a bike. That that height. Yeah. yeah. He might even be closer to three feet. So okay. Your, your chicken guy's pretty small. It'd be awesome to watch. It'd be so great. I pictured like a really tiny bike, just like zooming around. <laughs> That's true too. We could just do a tiny little bike. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm mean, really, I'm really pulling for those legs muscles, man. I mean, they look, they look huge. Granite, you know, at two feet tall, they might be a little, little, little smaller. But um, I'm not gonna lie, I forgot about the height there. Uh, I will, I will take that as an L, no problem at all. But um, moving on to the next one, Blaziken. Uh, much taller, six foot three, um, and Blaziken's like a martial arts Pokemon, and uh, Blaziken's known for like their like fiery like kicks and and things like that. So we're going with strong leg muscles there. Uh, no problem at all riding a bike. Uh, the Blaziken looks like a giant red chicken, also with like kind of like long hair, uh, but, but also mixed with kind of like a luchador wrestler. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with the coloring and stuff like that, and I think it would might be difficult 
when it comes to pedaling because uh, their their feet and legs are very hairy. So they may be getting stuck in the gears and, and, and the, uh, the pedals possibly. But going back to my re- main reason why I chose those two is the reason I wanted with them is because since they're from the same evolutionary chain that I feel like they would have a really good rapport with each other. So when it comes to a sport where you need to trade off <laughs> and, and move on from one to the next one, I think they would work uh, pretty well with each other. I'm I, just assuming there. I, I don't know. I was trying to find some kind of Pokemon lore that established the relationship between two different uh, members of the same evolutionary chain. I couldn't really find anything. Yeah, if anyone could provide that, that'd be helpful because I'd be curious. Um, I know for, for me, the way that I'm thinking of it is that um, you really don't need to do too much from a teamwork standpoint because really all you got to do is go, you just gotta here you go, pass them off. Pass right, them off. And right. then, uh, you know, the combustion can kind of go from there. So I think what I was going with is before we established the uh, the 10, 10 lap rule or whatever, I was thinking of the the six day getting tired, having like a good understanding, like whereas like Torchic or Combustion would wake up and be like, I think he's, t-. like I could feel that he's tired. Like I just know that he's tired. So I'm going to, I'm going to trade off with him and get in um, to help him out. So that way they can, they can swap out with their, with their pedaling. Do you think any of their fire abilities would help them go faster? Like, can they like just like shoot a fire jet and be like a be a like a race car? I think they could. I don't know. I mean, and you're two feet tall. I actually might end up cooking them, and then you're gonna have like chicken nuggets just like sitting on the <laughs> oh. on the racetrack. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, I mean, you know, the spectators got to eat somehow, but I don't know what, what's going on there. Blaziken could kick him to uh, for the trade off for the transfer to to push him. Yeah, just kicks his little pipe down the. Court. Hopefully, it gives him enough speed where he could just move on a little bit and. Maybe give him like halfway around the first loop, and then the rest is totally on him. <laughs> Just going through. Yeah, I, I'll admit when I made a mistake, and uh, <laughs> definitely made a mistake with that one. All right. Uh, anything else you want to guys want to add for Madison cycling? Nope, I don't no. have anything. I I'm gonna have a ball I, when I have to make the thumbnails for, for these <laughs> ones. Try to put it aside. I can't wait to see this sport though, because I still think I don't know if I fully understand how it works, but. I'm yeah, I think I think I have an idea, but at the same time, no, not at all. Yeah, that's all right. I generally understand how a bike race works, but like the transfer is a little confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious to see it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, all right, ready for the last event for this episode? Yeah. Okay, great. So we are going with uh, karate, which is a new sport added, like we mentioned, to the 2020 slash 2021 Tokyo Olympics, and in this karate. There are two different types of events, like we mentioned. There's kata, which is like a form, and there's also kumite, uh, which is like person versus person. So we can maybe argue, maybe both. What's that? Uh, I was thinking just kumite. That's how I thought of it, at least. But sure. We we, wanna, whatever you guys think. We'll go kumite. Me too. Yeah, it's fine. So. All right, we'll go kumite. All right, so uh, that's going to be the man versus man, essentially, uh, going up against each other. Uh, so, uh, Dan, you want to take it? Uh, I'll, I'll take it, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I chose, uh, sock. Um, I think that's the right way pronunciate pronunciation. Uh, so sock actually is, um, a, it's a blue Pokemon dressed up in a gi. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anyone doesn't know gi is basically like the, the garb you wear when you do karate. He and he's is, a black belt. He is a black belt. Yeah. Um, he has like a black belt around his gi. Um, and he's a fighting type Pokemon. Uh, four foot seven, uh, 112 pounds. In case you guys were wondering, 
and uh, <clears throat> you, you, you see a, a single gawk training in the mountains and a single mind pursuit of strength is best to quietly pass by. Um, so he is uh, very well known for his fighting ability um, and, uh, you know, basically using his, you know, Pokemon given talents of uh, being a, a karate chopping Pokemon uh, to, you know, win all win all competition. Yeah, when, when when you put your picks in our Google Doc and I clicked on it, I was like, how did I miss that? I mean, it's like, it's the perfect choice. It's literally a Pokemon wearing a gear. It, it's literally his one talent. Right, exactly. Um, I, I, and I, I don't know how I missed that Pokemon. I don't know if I was just focusing more on Gen 4 uh, originally, because we, we said 3, 4, 5. But um, yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, he looks, he, he was born for this. There's, there's nothing else this Pokemon should do in life. He yeah, should he, just stick to karate. When born, he's like, I got to compete in the Olympics <laughs> and be a karate uh, before even the Olympics was, you know, recognized karate as a sport, um, he's like, I got to do it. <laughs> gotta, yeah, exactly. Got to do it. Yeah. So at four foot, um, four foot seven mm-hmm. at his height. So his wingspan's probably about the same thing too. So probably was his arm is like two feet long. Individually, I guess. About yeah. That. So if you're throwing, so I guess one thing that could hold him back, depending on the other opponents that he's going against, if you're throwing a punch, you only have a two foot difference. It's close to, it's close to... The, what would you say as a karate person? It's close to chest, or it's like you're playing close up. Yeah, I know so in boxing, you, you always talk about like how close you're playing. Yeah, so like a shorter um, individual when it comes to boxing or kickboxing, whatever you're doing, they usually stay try to stay closer to their opponent uh, if the opponent is taller. So, for example, I'm six foot two, and I try to stay far away from my opponents because my arm length is so long that I could reach them from a from a you know, from a far distance. But when I go up against someone who's smaller, they always try to stay very close to me, which it makes it very hard for me to do because I have a harder time if someone's closer punching and, and whatnot to get your full extent. Your full exactly. Power. Correct. So that would, that could work to his benefit. Uh, if he's playing a close game up against someone who's much taller than him and he's just staying close and just throwing those punches, that's absolutely going to uh, hinder their abilities to go against him. I mean, that's like the perfect choice for karate, right? This guy, Oh, I, like like I said, when 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 Dan put this name in, I was like, oh, let's check it out. And then the moment it came up, I'm like, darn it, too good, too good. I, something I also want to say that I thought was pretty. It's a, it's, I mean, when looking at Pokemon, it's all about like hyper hy, hyper hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one I thought was pretty great. The yeah. cry chops of the sock that's trained itself to limit can cleave the ocean itself. Wow, like, that's pretty pretty intense. Also, uh, I saw right here, this Pokemon is all-male species, no female counterpart. Interesting. Yeah. So what does it mean, can cleave the ocean? Like, like top to bottom, it can like just Moses. chop. <laughs> That's what I was picturing. That's crazy. <laughs> That's pretty strong. Because I was going to say, like, if it's really shallow, I can do that in the ocean, like on the beach. <laughs> yeah. But, but to, not too deep. To part the sea. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard to karate chop the ocean. You can... But it is hard to make the waves like to part it. Yeah. God, man, that is that is impressive with a single karate chop as well. Mm. That is ooh, that is tough. And you don't want to make him angry because if he it becomes angered if it is interrupting while training. So you definitely don't want to do that either. You know, because karate chop right on top of you. Yeah. Right. Cleaving that ocean. Man, that's a tough one. All right, so that is sock. Chris, you want to go with yours? Can I do mine last? Absolutely, sure. Uh, so then I took uh, a Pokemon named um, Toxicroak, uh, 
which is a poison fighting Pokemon, and it looks like a blue frog, uh, bipedal, and what's that thing called underneath their chin? Like it's called the croaker. Is that what it's called? We we'll no. go with it. No, it's not called. But that. you know what though? That sounded legit. I'm sure people <laughs> understand. You know that part of the frog which may or may not be called the croaker that gets really big and then deflates like a balloon and inflates, and when they make that croaking sound, he's got a big orange one of those underneath his chin. Um, he also kind of has like a one Wolverine claw from Marvel coming out of his like middle finger area, where the rest are our fingers. Now he's four foot three, so he's kind of playing a close game, also like um, Sock would be doing as well. And the one thing I'm really going with him is I'm going with his poison abilities because um, his he has the poison sack. I guess that's really what it's called, the sack. Dan looked it up. It's called a vocal sack or a bubble. Perfect. So we got the vocal sack underneath there. Um, that is uh, that stores uh, poison. Uh, he also can give off poison with uh, his claws which are also called his stings however anybody who touches it will be poisoned so just contact on this pokemon will cause you to be poisoned that stinks so you're just trying to kill us just poison you know i mean the olympics you just want to beat your opponent you want to murder them well we call that the the snorlax tactic on this podcast that's right long time listeners will remember 2016 rio games dan <laughs> caught an audible <laughs> you brought a snorlax to a I don't remember. It was wrestling. <laughs> to a wrestling fight. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't even get to, I'm going to suffocate you. It's, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> I'm just going to eat you and beat you that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's basically what I'm going off with um, Tox, uh, Toxicroak. Um, the poison can knock out an opponent uh, and can also be very fatal, even if it is just a scratch from him also. Uh, and then lastly, too, which would be super cool to see in the Olympics because no athlete does this just because of sportsmanship. He uh, releases a victory croak when a foe is, when a foe is defeated. <laughs> so if he like beat a Pokemon and just like, whatever it is. That's a pretty good croak. Thank you. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe that's what I was really going with there. So um, as a person that has gone through karate, you can probably talk through this more. But isn't scratching illegal in karate? Uh, I would say purposeful scratching is illegal in karate. Okay. Well, according to the uh, karate rulebook, illegal <laughs> techniques, headbutts, hair pulls, bites, scratches, elbows, knees, eye attacks of any kind. So this is what I would say. So like I mentioned, this is like part of his hand. So I think if he's like th- his his like Wolverine claw is part of his hand. So if he's like throwing a punch or something and part of it just happens to scratch, I think that could happen. I don't think he's willingly trying to scratch somebody can he retract the claw i don't think so okay yeah but like i said just being touched by him also it just probably won't be as much of a a lethal dose whereas if you got scratched by him interesting and he also i mean i feel like his physique kind of looks like a fighter i mean he is a fighter. yeah he he does yeah i agree so that's me going with toxic rogue i think i think it'd be it'd be tough i mean all right (laughs) if he if he cut your gi not going to poison your geese. So I have to go to like towards your head or something like that. Unless the Are gi- you trying to poison or not? <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to kill us. No, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm just trying to um, win by not killing you. That's all I'm trying to do. And the, the one thing about Sock, just so uh, it, apparently his skin is rock. So I don't know Ooh. how easy it is to penetrate his skin. Nice. Yeah, it's tough because it just says by touch. So what is that? You know? Yeah. And we also come back to the question of does Pokemon wear clothes? Clearly they do. Yeah, Sock wearing clothes right there. Yeah. But can you take it off? Because like when he 
he's just when he hashes out of an egg, he's just wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah. Just do a Google search for naked Pokemon. See what, <laughs> see what you find. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I nope. Gonna type it in right now. <laughs> I, I just you'll find. Just don't some do weird it on stuff. my Wi-Fi, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just just go to do something else. Uh, so that's that's what I'm going with Toxicroak there. That's my, okay. My tactic. All right. So you guys chose some pretty classic uh, fighters. I. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I, I tried for something a little bit different. I chose a Pokemon called Drifloon. Uh, he's a he's a Generation Four. He looks like a purple balloon. Yeah. With like really skinny arms that hang down, and he has a uh, kind of a yellow uh, like cross where his mouth would be, and a little like white puffball for a hair. And um, he's he's very interesting. We've actually talked to him before because he has like kind of a a crazy either ability or more of a urban legend that he is known for. Um, picking up lost children and carrying them to the afterlife, which is both very creepy for a Pokemon and very weird. So uh, I looked up your Pokemon's weights. I looked up while you were talking about them. Uh-huh. Dan, Sock was like 110 pounds, 105. Yep. And um, Steve, yours was like 98 pounds. Yep. Would you say that's that's the weight of maybe a large child? Uh. <laughs> Yes. All right. So I'm just trying to establish that if Drifloon is strong enough to <laughs> pick up a child, he can. He has. He's not like his arms will basically look like spaghetti noodles, but he's apparently strong enough to pick up children. He weighs two and a half pounds. I, I know. But so how does he pick the children up? I don't know. I guess he gets a lot of buoyancy or something. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I, it's not like his arms just like fall off. That's what I'm trying to establish. Uh, so so he has at least enough strength to pick up a child. So he, so. The other thing I need to talk to you guys about is how the scoring works for uh, Olympic karate. Because, like, is any, like, just, like, touch that isn't blocked, like, a point? Is it, like, a point system like that? Because I'm not going for a KO. My strategy would be to float above you where you can't reach and then kind of go down to arm's length and just kind of tap your head and like, slap <laughs> you on the face. <laughs> it's like tap, tap. <laughs> so... Uh, Olympic karate, from my understanding, is yes, it, it's point based, and the first one to eight points uh, wins, uh, or the whoever um, yeah, it's the first one to eight points, whoever has the most points in three minutes. All right, there's another um, interesting thing about Drifloon that um, might deter you from beating him too badly. Uh, when if it bur- if its body bursts open, okay, yeah, I was, I was it curious. will release its soul and emanate a loud sound. Which I assume would scar anyone for life that witnessed this. So that would just be devastating to your your mental state if you just saw this little balloon guy uh, release his soul and then uh, emanate a loud sound. That's what it says. I don't know what the sound sounds like, but I picture it like a screech or like basically like a nightmare type of uh, yell. So. <laughs> this is the interesting thing because in the real world Olympics, the competitors don't want to completely destroy their opponent. However, you do have boxing and, and those types of things, where or wrestling, where you are, eating you know, you, or you're eating a Pokemon, right? Where you're you're doing some physical harm to your to your opponent. Now, Pokemon are used to making their enemies faint, so even though it may seem like scary to have like a soul come out, I think at the end of the day, especially when it comes to Kumite, I think I think the Pokemon would be like, I don't care, I need to, get, especially if you're just like topping. Topping him on the head, I think that'd be really annoying to like Toxicroak or to a uh, Sock that they would just be like, no, screw, it. I got, I got to get this guy out of here. This is a really interesting tactic, Chris. Thanks. I, I was, I was kind of surprised when I saw this pick on the Google Doc too. Not gonna lie. 
Uh, I do have to point out something to be fair. Um, they don't like being roughly handled and they run away when you, when you were too rough with them. So that's why I hope I can float, float out of your reach. I feel like this Pokemon should be on like the FBI's most wanted list because he's like kidnapping children. Yeah, either that or somehow has like a urban legend that he kidnaps children, and because it also says in his description that he like likes to play with children. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe he just gets a bad rap. Well, maybe. I think some people who kidnap children would probably also have that on their resume. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah, I think the way that's been like it's portrayed in the anime is like friendly and helpful, and less like dark as it sounds like carrying their souls into the afterlife. Um, and the way that I understand it too is that. Um, at least according to Bulbapedia, is that uh, it's due to its lightweightness. It, it like doesn't like being like around rough play, as I think what you were kind of saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, can be easily pulled and um, resisted easily. And apparently, also seeks out children that are not heavy. Doesn't like being. Doesn't like. <laughs> this, it just the, the exact quote is. However, it dis- dislikes stealing heavy children. So. Um, I, uh, I think there is some some point to the to the what you were saying earlier that he might not may not be able to carry both of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna contact the Pokemon company. I want to know the guy that came up with this idea. Yeah, like, he should be on a watch list. Yeah, like, yeah. how'd you think of this, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Why did you think of a Pokemon that would steal small children, that enjoys playing with small children and enjoys stealing small children also? Oh boy! All right, um, all right. So for that one, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. T- I mean, Toxicroak with his poison, one touch. It's, gonna, it's hard to go do Kumite against a person you can't touch, or if you do, you get poisoned. Uh, and then uh, Sock. I mean, he's a natural born uh, karate karate guy, so that'll be uh, interesting to see. And then Drifloon. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how that goes going going all around. Float like a butterfly. Float like a balloon. <laughs> slap like a balloon. Float, <laughs> float like a drift loon and sting like a toxicroak. Thanks. There you go. I'll work on that. I think there's something there. By next episode, <laughs> we'll have something. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything else either of you guys would like to add? Any fun facts or anything with any Pokemon or anything that we have? I do have one thing I want to add. Uh, I was I typed in uh, Pokemon basketball because I was curious to see uh, what came up. And I was unaware of this, but in Generation 5 in Pokemon Black and White, I didn't notice this when we watched the GDQ the other day. Maybe they skipped this part of the game. Uh, There are uh, basketball players. Uh, They're called Hoopsters, which is a training class. And they're just these guys that are dribbling a Pokemon, uh, or excuse me, dribbling a basketball that looks like a Pokeball. And uh, and you can battle them. They wear basketball jerseys, and they have shorts, uh, and... Yeah, they're just these guys that are kind of like in a um, a small court outside of uh, Nimbasa City in uh, black and white. Are they like, again, um, Pokemon or are they actual people? They're like a- Ash. They're actual people. Yep, they're actual people that you can that you can duel against. They're just uh, they're just. Oh, so they actually have Pokeballs. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It, yeah, just similar. Like if you're in um, the Safari Zone, well, not you can't duel in the Safari Zone. So, but if you're in like a bug area and right. you find like a bug catcher and they and they want to duel you, or you find a fisherman or something. What is their like preferred type? Can I ask the same thing? What I, kind of Pokemon do they I use? I don't know if there is a preferred type. It's a good question. Um, let me see. Uh, they they have the one uh, that you were talking about, uh, Chris. They have um, Whirlipede and also uh, the evolutions that come along with that, like um, Scallopede as well. So there's a couple bug type there. But then also that same uh, trainer – or not trainer, but a Pokemon – uh, person is has a, a Mantiki, which is like a Stingray type Pokemon. Um, another one that you go up against has a uh, Stoutland, uh, 
uh, which from Gen 5 was kind of like a herdier kind of looking dog. So it's not just one type completely. They're kind of all over the place. Interesting. It doesn't seem like any of those picks would be particularly good at basketball. No, that's what I was really curious. I was curious to see what they what they use, but it seems like they might use Whirlipede as a basketball, which I think has some ethical considerations. Yeah, I don't know if that's a really good idea. I do like their basketball because it looks just like a Pokeball, but they're just bouncing it up and down. And it's even got the basketball lines on it and everything, too. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that. Uh, so that was just something I wanted to add, that there is Pokemon basketball players in Pokemon. And then we were also talking, too, is that there are bicycles sure. in Pokemon, too, but the Pokemon cannot ride them just the uh just the users that we know that we know i mean there's no reason a pokemon couldn't ride a bike right no not at all yeah so 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 remember that when you guys vote for um combuskin there's no reason why a pokemon can't ride a bike i can agree he can ride a very small bike (laughs) (laughs) oh god anything else you guys want to add i had i had one quick thing that is kind of sad about uh zoroark the first pokemon i chose the illusion guy yeah uh it turns out that a, a common use of his trainers is using him to create illusions so that they're less lonely. Oh, so man. <laughs> like, hey, Zoroark, can you uh, illusion my family back again? Or something like that. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> Darn. Oh. Yeah, I, there's some dark stuff in Pokemon. Yeah, like Snorlax is eating people. <laughs> and Drifloon kidnapping Drifloon children. kidnapping children, right. There's like... Wasn't there some lan- the lantern Pokemon? Didn't he do something weird with like people's souls too, or something? He may. Have. There's all kind of weird. That's one stuff. of those weird Gen Five ones that I'm completely against. <laughs> the lantern Pokemon. Oh, we also found a Pokemon that was just a key ring. Did I already say that? We might say that. Yeah, Locky. I think it was. Called. It was like Clek or Clek- with a K. It was like Clecky. Yeah, Clecky. Clecky or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was weird. Oh, it was also Yamask, which is a mask. Uh, which is pretty great too. Is that Gen Five? Gen Five, of course. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Gen Five. It evolves into. Um, a sarcophagus. I don't get the actual name. Um, oh yeah, we saw we saw, saw that. that. Yeah, that was. I think one of the elite four people had that one. Cophagrigus. Cough, yeah, yeah, it's a sarcophagus. That's my complaint with some of these new Pokemon. I haven't played since after Gen three, but a lot of these Pokemon are so hard to pronounce. Like Electabuzz, easy. You know, Charizard, easy. But then you got these weird guys. They're trying to. I don't know. I think it's because we grew up with it. M- maybe too. I, I sound like a really old, like, grumpy man who's tired of, like, back in my day, back in my day, we just said Bulbasaur, we moved on with our day. <laughs> I, I actually do have a theory that at, after a certain age, you can't pronounce any word correctly that was, that's invented after that point. Like, <laughs> like, if, say, it's, like, when you're 40 years old, any okay. new word that you hear, that you learn after you're 40 years old, you can't say it right, no matter what. Hmm. Like get a linguist can't get on this, here. The slang correctly, or like just in general the word. So, uh, yeah, just the word, mm. like the word pronunciation itself. I have, I, I don't want to call anyone out on, on the podcast, but I have some personal research that I backs that up theory up. Oh, that, that's fine. <laughs> I, I completely believe you. And I guess the last thing, and maybe this is going way off topic, but it was the thing I was talking about before the episode with Shira. I have a question, oh, yeah. and maybe this is a question back to the viewer, the, the listener that made the review. 
Was your Shira do you is it based off the new Shira or the old Shira? Because if not, then we have a lot of questions about who you are. Because I think the four 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 kind of uh, makes it a little hard for us to, to understand that you're doing the Rock Johnson. I, we ha- we have not heard back from that listener who who left that review. So Dan's referring to uh, about two episodes ago uh, our our fifth, five year anniversary with Ron Swanson and the wooden characters. We had a fictional uh, background for a listener, and yeah, they left their their, their username was like Shira four four four. And we we thought maybe possibly it was the rock because the rock was the fourth word in episode forty four or something like that. And yeah, and so. the episode was about like the rock people. Yes, yes, exactly. But it was the original show. It was the original not show. The not the current. That's, that's new the one. thing too. Yeah. Before we even started recording, Dan, like we sat down. Dan's like, I got a bone to pick with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. He, got he, us. he was absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, so so that was uh, part one of our two-part Pokemon Olympics for the 2020, uh, 2021 Tokyo Games. So we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. And in the show notes, or if you go to whowouldwincast.com slash vote, you can vote for who you think would win. Remembering the events for this episode are three-on-three basketball. You have Infernape going against Zoroark and Golurk. You have Madison cycling with Combuskin going, uh, with Blaziken going against Whirlipede with Metacham and Lucario with Melanchow. And then lastly, the third event that we did was Karate, which you have Toxicroak going against Drifloon, going against Sock. So make sure you vote for who you think would win. Leave your comments. We're really curious to see what you guys have to think. And if you're not sure what they look like, like I said in the show notes, we'll have some pictures. They'll also be on our social media also. Chris or Dan, anything you want to add before we head out of here? Uh, just... Uh... If you like the Olympics, I love watching the Olympics. Uh, I can't wait to watch them. Yeah, I'm and excited. Uh, one of my favorite summer things that I learned about last summer Olympics is a bunch of the um, like uh, like row not rowing like boating like small boat like kayaking like yeah. I thought it was really fun to watch, like them like steering down this man made like um, rap- rapids, rapids and yeah, yeah, it was really like cool. top speed and like sometimes doing, they're doing like one like eighties and stuff too. right. They're like going like completely underwater sometimes. Yeah. It looks yeah, it's super cool. That's gonna be a Pokemon one day gonna be a kayak pokemon <laughs> with like a person attached to it i don't know it's gonna be called like kai kayaker or something like that oh that's pretty good trademark trademark right now <laughs> all right so uh as always please make sure to follow us on instagram twitter facebook and our website whowindcast.com subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts and please continue to participate in our show for the who Wincast, this has been steve this has been chris and dan and we will see you next time bye-bye Klafki, the keyring Pokemon. Klafki love to collect keys and will confront opponents with a fierce jingle of their collection. <laughs>